Welcome to the Taylor and Jen podcast. Mornings with Taylor and Jen. So many things don't make sense that come out of your mouth. I don't even try anymore. Just go with it. Life 107.1. Gotta say, a little disappointed right now. In who? Everyone. Anyone who's responsible for this? What? What? Well, Jen, I, I came into the office today, like I do every morning, and there was no trophy for me anywhere. <laughs> Not even a plaque or a certificate of recognition. Uh, for what did you deserve this recognition? Jen, I finally washed the casserole dish that's been soaking in my sink for, oh my goodness, I think it was a week at this point. <gasps> Like seven whole days? Seven, seven days. It was, you know, I, I made a casserole and we were out of Pam spray. So there was stuff that was stuck to there pretty well. And so I started soaking it in the sink. And then the next day I looked and I was like, probably still needs to soak. And then the next day I was like, well, what's another 24 hours going to do? Okay, that explains three days. How did you justify the next four? Well, I kept on coming up with reasons, Jen. Eventually, the sink got so full oh my that word. I used a different pot to cook with. There was no room left in the sink, so I just poured some water in there and then set it on the stove oh, to soak. You had pots and pans soaking on your stove? But here's the deal. I cleaned all of it yesterday, and I'm not getting any recognition. Like no, It's like nobody cares. Uh, I... Ah... Uh. <laughs> I don't even know whether to be proud of you or appalled. Seven soaking days for a pot or pan is crazy. Let me tell you, the caked on chicken was not caked on anymore. <laughs> it was screaming to get off. It, Let us off! It, it was like the guy getting up out of the hot tub and he's like, how long have I been here? So the question is, do you, do you let your pots soak as long as Taylor did seven days, Taylor, seven. I, I did seven days. You, you know what? All the caked on stuff wasn't caked on no more. How do you feel about that, Frank? Uh, I think there's a song that goes like, shame, shame, shame. <laughs> That'll work. Hey, listen, next time, break out the pressure washer, okay? The pressure washer. <laughs> seven days. I'm going to call Guinness and get you a plaque. <laughs> I used to leave them there in the hope that somebody else would do them. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> Talking about pots and pans mm-hmm. and 9 by 13s you after you've made lasagna. The dish elves will show up exactly. with their toothbrushes. and Because I know full well there's nobody else in my house that's going to wash mm-hmm. the pots and the pans. So... That was my first reason for leaving them there. You know, I've done all this work and I've cleaned up and I've yeah. got the dishwasher running and I just don't want to wash these. I'll leave them overnight to mm-hmm. soak. Okay. Split up, split up the task. Night one. Night two, I'm till I just I'm too busy and I'm too tired. Mm. And usually for me, day three was was the day. Okay, I can't do this anymore. Now I'm even ashamed of myself. And so I would get them done and by day three they would be put away. So three days is your max. During this quarantine, three minutes is really? my max. I don't even. I don't even. You're soak better at things. washing dishes now. Well, I don't have much to do. Uh huh. And I figure if I'm going to be standing somewhere just staring into space, I might as well be washing a dish while I'm doing it. <laughs> because I've done so much standing and just staring. I'm like, I just scrub this pot just while I'm doing it. Just scrub a pot. And I don't like walking into my kitchen and having the pots there. So, yeah, during this quarantine, yeah. I don't even soak them. This is where it's good to be a man. Because <laughs> I'm totally unobservant. And you're used to standing there and staring into space? Yeah. 
I thought this was a well accepted <laughs> dishwashing technique to let pots and pans soak for a week. Well, you know, there's something caked on in there. Water breaks it down, so you just let the water do its work. Well, apparently, Kathy's got an opinion on that. If you don't learn how to do dishes, you can't eat. Uh, really? Is that directed at me and Taylor? Because I think we both know how to do dishes. No, it's it's directed at Taylor for being lazy and making his wife do the dishes. His wife doesn't do she doesn't, the dishes. Neither one of us does it. We just sit there and wait for him to clean themselves. Well, you know what? They don't do that. What? I, you know what? I know that now. When you're down to the last plate, you have to do something. Yeah. Yeah, when, I, when I'm eating yogurt on a butter knife, it's like, maybe. Isn't he precocious, Kathy? Don't you just love him? He, he is bad. He is so bad. Facebook has been a volatile place recently, <laughs> to put it lightly. Oh, sure. Yes. I have friends on every side of the opinion level and every level from tasteful to obnoxious. Mm-hmm. I've been hitting that unfollow button a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. And I had this one friend in particular who was starting to get more and more just kind of mean and snide and snarky and angry, getting in fights with his friends on the comments. And it was one of those where it was like, do I want to unfollow him? Because he also posts some other really good stuff that I like to see. What do I do? What do I do? And then just yesterday, he posted this on Facebook. To my friends who've pointed out that my passion is coming across with too much snark, out of character, and not the way I tend it to, I am sorry. Mm. I want to publicly apologize to, and then he lists off specific people that he got into it really harshly with. Wow. Who are people that I'm also friends with. And it's, you know, you, you hate to see your friends fight. And he mm-hmm. lists these people off. And he says, I love wrestling through stuff, but doing it online and open for everyone to see makes me feel, or makes many feel uncomfortable. And me look like a huge jerk. (laughs) And then he ends it with a quote that says, character is shaped by what you believe and it's displayed by how you behave. Wow. So to my friend who went to Facebook to publicly apologize, that was really big of you. And I am so thankful to call you friend. I don't think it's anything new that Facebook has been difficult. Like, I think a lot of the disagreements and the arguments have always been there. But this is something that none of us have ever dealt with before. And at various times, I haven't dealt with it well. And I don't know. I think you've dealt with it well. But sometimes I don't deal with it well. And we we were talking about this, uh, a few of us on staff, about how it seems like the cracks between us have grown wider Mm. through this. and, And you see it on Facebook. And if I'm perfectly honest, there are times when I get on there and I look at the way other Christians are behaving. And I'm like, this is severely damaging mm-hmm. to the witnesses as Christians. Mm-hmm. And it's would be so much easier if we could just say, okay, that's not a real Christian, mm. right? That's mm. not how a real Christian behaves. Let's look at, you know, this is the church right here. Those guys, they're not doing it right. That's not how it's supposed to be. And then literally just this morning, a light bulb went off in my head. You know how much times in the Bible Jesus was told, hey, quit hanging around with those guys. <laughs> Those are not the sorts of people you should be associating with. They're going to damage your ministry. All these teachings you're going to give, they're going to be like, isn't he the guy who hangs out with so-and-so? And I realize that I'm sitting here telling Jesus, how dare you associate with these people? They are such jerks on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And I realized who in the Bible story I was identifying with. And it wasn't someone who was just so grateful that 
Jesus Christ would sit at a table with him. Mm. And I want to associate with that guy. Hey, this is Taylor and Jen. What's up, Joy? Hearing what you guys were saying about watching what we are on Facebook and how we react to different things, I thought I'd give you a quote that might make you feel a little bit better. Okay. It says, we aren't what we ought to be or what we will be one day, but by God's grace, we are not what we used to be. Mm, I like that. Will you say that again? We aren't what we ought to be or what we will be one day, but by God's grace, we are not what we used to be. That is very true. I love that. That is. That is. That's very encouraging. Mm-hmm. This is such a treat. I'm so glad that you brought this to my attention. I love the Princess Bride. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? Except Chris for Scotland. Chris Scotland. Chris Scotland doesn't count. Oh, I still can't believe that. And I call him a friend. Mm-hmm. But if you are a fan of uh, the, the Princess Bride, you know who Mandy Patinkin is. Inigo Montoya. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, you know. He's well, got the he's, monologue. He's the one looking for a six-fingered man the entire time. But maybe you watch Criminal Minds. Maybe you've watched some other shows. Mandy Patinkin is a beloved actor. And I would say he's in the more mature category mm-hmm. of his life. He has adult children, one of them being an adult son who recently wanted <laughs> to find out if his mom and dad knew about text language. Yeah, different like acronyms. Mm-hmm. And so a video is circulating around Twitter of Manny Patinkin and his wife answering these questions from his son. I would really Okay, guys, a little more um pop culture uh okay, okay so BRB. What does it stand for? Dad, dad, don't leave. Your thing didn't beep. BRB. Bring BRB bring something. Bring be right back. Be right back. Be right back. All right. I-R-L. 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 Right later. I-R-L. I'll... You guys really don't know these? No, no we really don't. You, you, Are you kidding me? I-R-L. Who makes them up? I-R-L. I-R-L. I, uh, I-R-L. Um, in per minute. I-R-L. 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 Something later. I-R later. I-R-L. In real life. In real life. I've never in seen real any of life, these. As opposed to the. I have never T T Y L. T T Y L. T T Y L. Talk to you later. Wow, mom. You know what though? I'm starting to relate to Mandy more and more. Oh. I'll be on Twitter and I'll be like, wow, that's a lot of letters to string together. I have two teenagers. Yeah. They speak another language from yeah. me. I am Mandy Patikin and his wife yeah. when I'm at home. I'm like, what? Who makes this up? You can't. T- and like sometimes you're like, what does that mean? And they're like, oh, sorry. I just fell on my keyboard and accidentally <laughs> sent it. I'll say, what does that mean? And they both look at each other and they look at me and they're like, no, we're not going to tell you, mom. Whoa. <laughs> you should just ground them for that. Um, Probably a groundable offense. We're in quarantine. Nobody has to ground anybody for you anything. Can double ground them. <laughs> You're grounded by infinity. You know, we know how quarantining is going for our own families. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Some days are better than others. Some days you just want to crawl under the covers. Some days you get things done. And we were kind of curious how this quarantine was affecting some of Life 107.1's artists, too. Yeah, we heard Mark Hall and the uh, And how his wife keeps sending him out of the house. He's in a strange mental state right now. You can <laughs> listen to that interview at Life1071.com. But then we checked on Matthew West. Yeah. Asking him how he and his girls were doing. You know, we're blessed, man. We're feeling uh, probably like most American families. We are, you know, a little stir-crazy 
getting on each other's nerves a little bit and yet still like seeing some of the silver linings you know, around the cloud that we're all under. So we kind of all have our days and we try to give grace to each other, you know, when one of us has a shorter fuse than the other. So yeah. it's definitely a crazy time. My daughters are adjusting to life doing their online school and not being able to see their friends. And I think that's been really hard for them. Yeah. But, you know, the upside is we've become just a master's at TikTok videos. So, you know, like I said, silver linings all around. There you go. I was going to ask you, what's one thing that you've become good at during this quarantine that you never saw yourself doing? My daughters have dragged me into the world of TikTok, and uh, I wouldn't say that I've mastered that, but they sure have. (laughs) And we've had fun as a family just doing goofy things. And it's funny, man, I've become a bit of a a do-it-yourself, you know, DIY. I've never been very um, technologically gifted you know i'm always uh-huh. challenged i always joke that my, my hands were meant to hold a bible and a guitar and that's about <laughs> it but um you know i've been still writing songs and usually i have an engineer that comes over and records for me when i want to record and i've had to learn how to do all that stuff by myself and so the music continues to be made but uh, I would just tell your listeners to lower their expectations <laughs> for my next album. It's going to sound a little a little different. Let's just say that the album is going to be called Homemade. Homemade. <laughs> By the way, I was listening to your last album. And first of all, props for making a hidden track. I feel like I haven't heard a hidden track in a while. He's told everybody about it. I think it's the most adorable, wonderful song ever. <laughs> about our dog? Yes. That you wrote with your girls. Yeah, that's been a bit of a tradition with my daughters you know um i have a studio in our home like behind in our backyard Mm -hmm. you can go outside and then there's another building and that's where i go to work every day now and so they come home from school and uh come and hang out in the studio and do their homework while i'm working and at the end of every album i turn the microphone on one last time and give my daughters a chance to do whatever they want and so we decided to make up a song about our dog and uh you know, who doesn't love a good puppy song? Yeah. So, you know, for me, on a sentimental note, I look back and I can see my daughters growing up. Mm. You know, I'm not a scrapbooker, but no. uh, my records kind of feel like an audio scrapbook or memory lane a little bit, you know. So it's kind of fun for me to hear my daughter's voices at different stages of their lives. And that'll be something I get to remember for mm. years to come. So how's your dog doing in quarantine? You know, he's probably the happiest family member we have. <laughs> uh, he's had more walks and quality time with each family member. Yep. So he's probably the most physically fit, too. He's getting, <laughs> he's getting daily walks, and we have a fun time with him. But he's also, our dog's a little weird because, like, he's not like a lap dog. He's, he looks like he would be, a tiny little cute fluffy puppy. But, like, I'll put him in my lap and pet him. And, like, the minute I take my hand away, he's off my lap and goes and sits in a corner. Like, he's kind of like a cat almost, you know? So now that I think about it, I don't know if he's happy or if he's, like, wishing we would leave the house so he could be by himself. I'm not sure. I don't know. I I think our dog is getting a little sick of us being around because she spends all the time when we're gone sleeping, and she's been a little grumpy with us. Because she's not getting any sleep. You're interrupting nap time, that's for sure. Yeah. How dare you? Exactly. (laughs) So anything else that you and your family have been doing that is, um, like, outside the normal for this whole time or – I, mean, I know, I just, basically what I'm trying to do, Matthew, is I want you to tell our listeners a little bit more about what you've been doing every day at like 11. Oh, yeah. 
Well, um, we've been doing a, a quarantine quiet time. Uh, you can tell I'm a bored songwriter. I'm naming my uh, <laughs> Facebook Live events. But, um, <laughs> you know, we started doing this daily, just a quick check-in with a devotional message. And a lot of people, I love seeing our, our Christian influencer community stepping up and being a real positive voice. You know, our yeah. stages may look different. Our concerts may be canceled, but our voices can still ring out and the Lord can still use us. Mm. He's just like he's using you. I mean, you guys uh, on the air, you are essential workers and you're continuing to go to work every day. And still, I think the world needs what you guys are doing now more than ever. And if I'm being totally honest, I've had some waves of just kind of anxiety and mm-hmm. I've had some sleepless nights, you know, mm-hmm. just I watch the news too much and, yep. and I don't yep. know what to believe. And, and I'm fearful of, you know, I've got a bunch of employees and I'm trying to figure out, you know, how to take care of everybody. And mm-hmm. and so what was happening for me, to be totally honest with you, is I would wake up in the morning and my first instinct was to turn the news on. Yep. Yep. And then I would get sort of, without realizing, sort of tense and just irritable. And my wife, she's so good for kind of just telling it like it is. And she finally pulled me aside. She's like, hey you know, maybe we need to start our morning a different way. You know, you're getting all irritable and stressed out before the day even begins. And, you know, the kids are watching us, you know, and and they're going to follow our lead. It was just one of those things where my wife really encouraged me not to start the day watching the news. So we sat down as a family and we just started having a little quiet time as a family. And that really turned the tide. And, you know, imagine that spending time with the Lord, like what that does for your relationship, for your headspace. Yeah. So we started doing that every day and, and then carrying the scripture that we read as a family on Instagram Live and Facebook Live every day at 1130 Central. And a different member of my family joins me every day. I'll tell you, we started doing this daily broadcast thinking we might do it for a week. And then now here we are. I think hmm. today's going to be day 30 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so, that's great. Uh, awesome. We made a commitment just to keep going. A lot of people send the comments in that they use this as their time to do a Bible study. Mm. And my dad leads us in a really cool message. So, you know, I was just trying to do what we can. And selfishly, you know, I stay encouraged when I encourage other people. And I mm-hmm. think that's a lesson that I'd pass on to to everybody else, you know, is that when you when you start focusing on somebody else who's hurting, it, it puts your own problems into perspective. And so mm. when we do this daily devotion, people are sharing with me, you know, I haven't hugged my mom in six weeks. Yeah. I just had a baby and I can't have visitors in the hospital room. My daughter's been diagnosed with cancer, even in the middle of this pandemic. You know, when we focus on other people's needs, the Lord uses us to be a light in their life, but then he also lightens the burden in our own. And so that's some of the lessons I've been mm. learning during this quarantine. Well, I just want to tell you, we have a gal that works with us. Um, she's working from home right now, but she's always excited for your dad <laughs> during those quarantine times. Yeah. Not that you're not great and everything, but she says your dad does a super job. So he's got a fan. <laughs> yeah, my dad's been a pastor for uh, over 40 years. He pastored at the same church for 38 years in Chicago. Wow. And now he and my mom live with me in Nashville. And my dad, he and I have a nonprofit ministry and he coordinates prayer volunteers around the country for all of our concert experiences. And it's a really cool thing that we get to be in ministry together. And, you know, he was talking to me the other day. He's like, when you let me do these things with you, you know, it definitely gives me, feels like I still have a purpose in this quarantine and stuff like that. I hope people 
sense that in their own lives that you have a purpose. You know, uh, the plans might change, but the fact that God has a purpose for you never changes. And I think a lot of people go through this life wondering, like, what is my purpose? Do I matter? Does my story have any significance? And, you know, I guess I just hope to use my platform to answer that question with a resounding yes, you do matter. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And if you continue to put him first, he's going to show you little by little what your purpose is. I think there is a feeling of a lot of people when your life gets put on pause, so does your purpose. Yeah, we're listless. Yeah. Like, what am I supposed to do? My wife was joking the other day. I mean, and she was serious, but joking. And I walked in. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, honey, I don't have a purpose. Oh. <laughs> it was just like, she was just having this moment of yeah. like, you know, yeah. all I'm doing is making eggs, you know? <laughs> and I said, well, honey, you... You make the best eggs. <laughs> and then I got thrown in the doghouse for an hour. But, but, uh, but no, you know, I think everybody wants to feel like they have a purpose. And the Lord says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Mm. And, you know, I think we find our full purpose when we come to God with our full heart and allow him to redirect our path. You know, I was going to ask you, Matthew, is there, because I have a prayer that I pray every, almost every morning during this whole thing, and it's, God, what are you trying to teach me? Whatever it is today, just let me learn what you're trying to teach me. And it's been my mantra prayer. And I was just curious if you've got something like that yourself. Well, that's really great prayer. I love that. I think for me, the thing that I always have to be reminded of is to slow down and really Psalm 4610 is kind of mm. my starting point every day is I struggle just like everybody else. But, but when I'm at my best is when I'm deciding to be still and know that he is God. And another translation says, cease striving. And, you know, I think a lot of us can kind of freak out during this time in our lives. And for me, I've kind of gone into survival mode. Like, how can I provide for my employees? How can I keep everybody, you know, providing for their families? How can I make sure that my family feels safe? How can I ease my daughter's worries? And I just go into solution mode. And, you know, perhaps this pause button has been pressed for us and for me mm. to be reminded that I can't fix situations, that I need God's help. And every time in my life where I've felt the pause button get pressed for me and I was helpless to resume life as I wanted to, uh, those have always turned out to be some of the most special seasons in my life where I heard the Lord speaking to me louder than ever before. And so I, I think about that, and I have the luxury of looking over my shoulder and re being reminded of the pause button being pressed when I had surgery on my throat and mm -hmm. wasn't sure if I was going to sing again. And just what the Lord did in my life and my relationship with Him was strengthened in such a meaningful way that I, I, I'm kind of anticipating this pause button bringing about another season of just being brought close to the Lord and being reminded that I can't fix me and I can't fix this world, but I can spend time with the one who has overcome the world. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the best I can do today. And mm -hmm. if I do that, then today will be considered a success. It's actually kind of exciting yeah. to think what God could possibly be doing with all of this. That's cool. Absolutely. I think, you know, I, I'm just kind of eyes wide open right now and, and just trying to encourage people as much as I can. And, and in doing so, take care of my own family and, and encourage them as well. So, but you guys are doing a great job and I, I just wanted, I was excited to, for the chance to call in yeah. and encourage you all to keep going because the Lord's using you guys in a great way. Well, thank you, Thanks, Matthew. Matthew. We appreciate it very much. You've been a huge yeah. encouragement, not just to us, but to a lot of people. Yeah. So thank you. I appreciate that. I'm looking forward to the day when, you know, large events are once again encouraged. I got a feeling we're going to be, 
rolling through cities and towns and, <laughs> and louder than ever before. Whether, you, whether you've booked it or not, just yeah. come on through. Come on in tomorrow. We'll find a place for you. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Take care, Matthew. God bless. I enjoyed it, guys. Thanks for having me today. We have to look to the hills from whence comes our strength, right? And where do we find words like that? In the Psalms. Mm-hmm. It's been really healing for me just to go digging through the Psalms and seeing the kinds of things that David thought about the world around him and then the things he thought about God that spoke into that. Uh, Psalm 31 is a great picture of this where he says, Be merciful to me, Lord, for I'm in distress. My eyes grow weak with sorrow. Mm. My soul and body weak with grief. My life is consumed by anguish and my years by groaning. I am forgotten as though I were dead. I've become like broken pottery. But I trust in you, Lord. I say you are my God. My times are in your hands. Let your face shine upon your servant. Save me in your unfailing love. How abundant are the good things that you've stored up for those who fear you. Praise be to the Lord, for he showed me the wonders of his love. In my alarm, I said, I am cut off from your sight. Yet you heard my cry for mercy when I called to you for help. Love the Lord, all his faithful people. The Lord preserves those who are true to him, but the proud he pays back in full. Be strong and take heart. All you who hope in the Lord. I can guarantee at some point during this very strange and weird time of being isolated in our homes, mostly, you've felt down. Yeah. In fact, I know that it's affected some people more than others. And some people have taken to social media or you know various blogs to describe how they feel right now mm-hmm. um especially some of my girlfriends i've seen words like i'm i'm grieving yeah i'm very tired i have people like why am i so tired mm-hmm. i don't have a purpose yeah. i'm not working my job i don't have a purpose feel so i'm purposeless. totally listless i feel broken i feel unseen i feel like i'm stuck in my house right now and nobody knows me nobody sees me totally forgotten i'm just sad I'm just sad. I've seen all of those words and all of those words were in Psalm 31, what you just read. Yeah, it's amazing. David just like pouring out every single emotion he has. David could have written that now. Yeah, he could be. I mean, he felt the same things that a lot of us are feeling on our bad days during this pandemic. And I think what happens that's really interesting in this psalm that not all the psalms, but some of them where he he goes on and he's just like, I'm going to tell you exactly how I feel. Right. (laughs) There is no hiding. No, like, okay, that's a little too dirty for me to share. Like, this is wide open. Here's how I feel. And then he like almost just like shouts down those feelings with what he knows is true of God. In verse 14, he says, but I trust in you. I say you are my God. My times are in your hands. Mm -hmm. Like he knows that's true, even though clearly he doesn't feel that way. And I'm seeing a lot of that right now. Uh, I'm seeing people who will take to Facebook and say, I am so sad. I'm so unseen. I'm so broken. I feel purposeless. And then if you scroll down a little bit in their post, (laughs) you see the but, but I know God is with us, but I know there's a reason for this, but I know God's not wasting it. And so I'm going to trust him. Dr. Heidi. I saw a woman ask this question on Facebook the other day, and I completely 
empathized with her. Why am I so tired during this? Why do I have times where I literally feel like I have zero motivation, almost like I will stare off into space for 10 minutes at a time and not have the energy to get up and go make dinner? Why am I so tired? Because we are dealing with an unprecedented situation that is taxing us emotionally. We have no framework for understanding what does it mean to go through a pandemic. And our parents don't. And our grandparents don't. So we have no collective wisdom as a society to tap into. We can't say, mom and dad, how did you handle this? They have no idea either. Hmm. And so the backdrop to us trying to function in our homes and make all these adjustments is this kind of emotional weight of what is happening in our world, what changes are happening, and how can I adapt to that? And so we are carrying that with us into these moments where we're trying to figure out what to make for lunch and where we're trying to figure out how to handle third grade math, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you feel like your reactions are out of proportion to third grade math, it's because you're reacting not just to that one moment, but to these bigger moments that we all find ourselves in. This is hard and we have to recognize that it's hard. Does that make some of us tired? Like we just shut down and we're like, no, I just can't even. (laughs) Absolutely. Because so we are going through something um, and I'm going to use a big word, but I'm going to use trauma. We are going through a traumatic experience as a country. And when you're in the middle of a trauma, it's not the time to process it. And I find myself wanting to do this. I want to read the stories, run the statistics, and it's absolutely draining. And I have found that I've set boundaries around how much time I spend looking and finding and reading and understanding because of the emotional weight that it's taking on me. Right now, we have to be in survival mode. Now is not the time to process the impact that this is having on us emotionally. That might be next fall. That might be next year. That might be five years from now. And there are so many ways right now that our lives are being affected, whether it's your job or it's school or you have a senior or you have a family member who's ill or you have a family member who can't get the health care that they need. There are so many ways that this is impacting us. We cannot unpack all of it at this time. How come I see people, though, like on Facebook and stuff talking about, you know, I'm getting more done than I've ever gotten before. I've set up a routine. I've set up a schedule. And I mean, I just I read those and I I don't know about you, but I kind of feel like I'm I'm not doing it right. Yeah, I, I have zero routine. I would go insane at this point if I tried to have a routine like yeah. I would lose my mind. And there's no closet cleaning happening over at our house right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for some people, things have stopped. And those are the people and and bless you where you have time to clean your closets and organize and and rest. For a lot of us, things have been added. Yeah. Right. Everything is added into the same time and space. And so my days are frazzled. And if I tried to have a routine, it would add more stress because that's not what's working for us now. What's working for us now is flexibility. How stressed out am I? How stressed out is my son? How is he able to do school all in the morning? Do we need to break it up? What's the weather like? The weather has had a huge impact yes, on what does. our days look like. Yes. And we have to give ourselves grace that the routines that work before are maybe not what works right now. And someone else might come out of this with a clean and organized house. My goal is just to come out of this with my sanity. Yeah. <laughs> It seems like it's all happening in waves. What? Right? I, I feel like we, we are experiencing stages of quarantine. Oh, absolutely. Right? Like you have stages of grief and there are very similar things going on with quarantine. We're like, at first we were just shocked 
And then people were like, everybody's looking for the hero, and everybody's really positive, and we're going to get through this together. And then everybody's really productive. And then everybody's baking. back to baking. Yeah, everybody was baking for a while. We have a yeast shortage in this country. What is that about? Too many people watching the Great British Baking Show. And you do realize that yeast is alive, so they have to like actually grow it. Biology's involved. They can't yeah. just shove it back on the shelves. They, it's not just hiding in the back room. <laughs> I saw somebody who said that he has reached the stage of quarantine where he organizes all of the paint cans in his garage. <laughs> so that's... Yes! This is that what is, quarantine is doing to us. That is a thing! It's a little like waking up every morning and having your choose-your-own-adventure book. Mm. Or being on your very own amusement park ride. Like you wake up and you have no idea what stage of quarantine you're going to be in that day. Yeah, we kind of cycle through them pretty quickly, don't we? And there are some very interesting stages of quarantine that we're hearing about. Which stage are you in, Melissa? We are officially in the fishing in the backyard and totes of water stage. How, How does that work? Please explain. I looked out in the backyard the other day and my boys, my three of them, they were fishing in totes of water with their fishing poles. They are bored. Were there fish in there? No, just water. <laughs> so, not getting a whole lot of nibbles. Yeah, they weren't getting very many bites. How old are these young men? 15, 14, and 11. Oh! They really are bored. What stage of quarantine are you in? And I want you to understand there is simply no judgment here whatsoever because wait till you hear where Taylor is. I, you know, because you guys, I mean, you and you and Lindsay are in this together. Mm-hmm. You have I mean, you've run the gamut. And when you were in the productive stage. Wow. Yeah, this weekend was productive stage. We ripped out plants. We built lawn furniture. Uh, there was a, a phase of baking where Lindsay was just like, today I feel like making muffins. Today I feel like making a new recipe of cookies. And they were good. And I was like, today I feel like eating those. <laughs> uh, the stage that I'm currently in, though. Because you know there has to be a falling off point after yeah. you hit that productivity stage. I'll tell you, the stage that comes after productivity is sitting on the couch falling asleep for about an hour and then waking up and staring into nothing for about an hour. That was that was my stage all of yesterday. Still up in the air if that's going to be the stage today. Speaking of stages of quarantine, one of the things that I've been able to do with more time on my hands is finally, for the first time in a year, finish a book. From start to finish, wow. I read a book that I got in one of the little free little libraries on one of my walks, mm-hmm. and then I made a mistake yesterday. What did you do? I started another one. Well, I'm never going to have time to finish it. At least Mike can relate to you. I just finished a book also. Oh, you oh, good did? job. You're in the quarantine stage of reading books. <laughs> uh, have you ever heard of the book called 50 Yards to the Outhouse? No. Oh, man. I might have, actually. It's uh, written by a famous writer by the name of Willie Make It. And it was illustrated by a lady called Betty Won't. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you caught it, did you? As soon as you said the title, I was like, this is a joke. I know this is a joke. I, I yes, literally thought it was like some musings of a small town coach who got the team working together in this open field. You got him. Good job. This has been the Taylor and Jen podcast. You can hear more from Taylor and Jen weekday mornings online at life1071.com or on the Life 107.1 app.